Okay. I'm also recording. All right. And here comes my favorite part of the day. Do it. Let's do it. One, two, three. See, the, the funny thing is the one, two, threes are often synced better than the clapping is, so... They you are. Just, Can we I do it one use, more time? No, it's fine. You, I mean, unless you unless you want to, because you're gonna have to sync them up. But I feel yeah, like the one, two, it. three was good. All right, All I'm right, in. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, two three. three. I'm kind of and watching your lips too, and I think that's why I can sync with a one, two, three up with you. I have a delay, so whatever. But now that we've covered this in the last podcast, they'll be like, "Oh, they're doing their." It's Andrew's favorite thing. So. Hey, look, it's Max. We know him. That's Hunter. Wait, not Max, the one I want? Wait, oh, wow, it's Max. Ma- uh, Hunter walked by in, in Frank's screen, and I was like, no, 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 his dog is Hunter. Max Danziger is our friend. He lives down the street. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Hunter. That's I thought I thought he was talking. I'm like, Does, is he confusing dogs right now? <laughs> Max, do the countdown again. It's the best part, right, Max? <laughs> I think that Andrew has just, based on the things I know that you like, I think that K through 3 would be a good place for you to be a teacher. Oh my god, that's <laughs> hilarious! Hold on, intro us. Let's intro us. You ready? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What we're at episode five, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm feeling this one. Can I rip it? Yeah, go for it. Knock yourself Ladies out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode five of the Friends Podcast, a friendship podcast with Frank Lepore and Andrew Cram, basically about nothing. Today's special guest is Adam Omakias, Andrew's new roommate and great friend from San Diego. Today we'll talk about mostly nothing with slightly insightful things about getting off the internet, sort of. Yes, that's, that's correct. That's correct. How was that? That was beautiful. I don't know what that voice I is. I felt but... like you were the announcer for the old Tonight Show. You remember? Oh, yeah. And tonight's, tonight's guest on the guest. Tonight Show. Yes. With... I don't know who that guy was. He had that booming voice, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I don't know. I don't remember his name. That? Yeah, that was great. I, I wish I knew his name. I wish I knew his <laughs> Well, maybe if you were on the internet, Adam. Maybe maybe that's then. Right. Um, Is Adam your roommate? Yeah. Yeah, so Adam moved in. Wow, that's amazing. I had no idea. Because you said dude. roommate, and I was like, what? Because I yeah, feel like dude. you would have told me that. I feel like we... <laughs> yeah, I would have. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> I, I was like starting to be like, there's a good excuse for that. And I'm like, nope. But was it recent? Or... Very, very Okay, recent. so that's... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if he was previously, like when you were here in, in Florida, like I feel like you would have mentioned that, you know? Yeah, well, okay. So remember how I was stressing out about like yes. trying to find new roommates? So Adam was that. the... First solid, like, okay, cool, he's in. We decided a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So you could have told me it. That's amazing. You're unbelievable. You're unbelievable. I maybe know. you did we tell me. Friends. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't real maybe I just like forgot. I don't know. That's sick yeah. though. That's that's a cool that's a cool sitch. We have played so much magic. That's nice though. It's good to have someone we in have the house where you can just much. Oh, see see that just means you have had your fill, whereas Adam's like, No, I haven't played enough. Oh yeah, you guys just well, have different different preferences of how much magic you want to play. Well, all right. So I really didn't get to play much Modern Horizons at all. Right. And when I when I was in Nashville with Jake, he was buying boxes, and we were opening and box like, the Modern just, Horizons. Yeah, that's baller, dude. It, because it's Jake, right? Like he like came from gambling. Like he's always just like I need more and like whatever. So that's like his little guilty pleasure of just. I like that our friend, our friend Jeremy is um he's a he's he's a really well off uh, gentleman right now. He does well in business, and uh, Jeremy and Jake are best friends. And Jeremy's like, you know what? I'm gonna make my money legitimately and uh, start a bunch of businesses. And Jake's like, I'll just gamble. 
and then dude that's fine do it do what you got to do you know Make well, it... jake um oh somebody asked for andrew's volume to go up that's weird because like it looks very loud on the i can gain i can come up a little bit here i hope that that doesn't blow you out but but, but didn't we figure out that it was uh like the windows media player thing i raised it i'm raising it on my end as well so we'll see but okay cool let us know guys if you need more um that's but weird. yeah, so Jake has like started this incredible business, like where he's a mobile mechanic and he does incredibly well. Mobile mechanic, like a car, like for cars. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what he does. He's doing. He's that's like the number one rated mobile mechanic in all of Nashville now. So he's doing great. That's insane. But then there's like there's all these little Jakeisms that have never left. Like for anybody that doesn't know, probably everybody that doesn't know, Jake, everyone listening. Oh yeah. yeah, of course, Jake. For literally everyone listening. Jake is, at least to me, one of the most interesting people I've met in the sense of he won the lottery. Not like holy shit lottery, but he won like, I want to say like $10,000 on a scratch off. And he... Uh, I didn't. I never knew that. He went and bought a Cadillac the next day. That's... <laughs> does a Cadillac cost more than $10,000? Yeah, I feel like he, a new one does, right? Like I think he spent all $10,000 and just bought like a Cadillac. Like whatever he could buy, like a used Cadillac or whatever. But it was just... There's just such a funny thing about him. So he just loves cracking packs, and he always has. But that's, anyway, so... Yeah, that's so funny. Winning 10000 on, like, a scratcher is, like, literally peak Jake. Right. Like, it's that's so just, representative. That's like the cracking a pack of life. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's such a good analogy. Yeah, that's like a <laughs> oh. like a scratch-off ticket. It's like a, just a life booster pack, really. <laughs> I got to tell I gotta tell a quick story about cracking a pack. Is that all right? Yeah, let's go. For sure. That's all... I was that's, tell- it's all okay. I was telling Andrew, I already told Andrew the story, but I was at GP Vegas, like, uh, or Magic Fest Vegas, like, three weeks ago, and I was walking by the drafting area, and there's this guy, he was, like, a bigger guy, like, a pretty massive guy, like, bigger than everybody else at the table, taller and just wider, and I go by, and they're getting ready to open their first pack, and this dude goes like this, and just freaking claps as hard as he can to open the pack, but so casually and so serious, he was like, doosh! And he starts opening, and you can see everybody else at the table is like, what the hell? Why did you do and that? I was, it was so funny, though, because I was walking by the table again later, and he did it again. And I was like, oh, this is how he opens that's just your, Yeah, that's just your thing. It was awesome. But it would work, right? <laughs> like, it would be like a pow, and then, like, it would somehow crack it. Yeah, it was just so funny, because, you know, opening a pack, you can't, he, like, it's so, like, big beast, like, giant thing, like, doosh, and then he's like, all right, open Wait, the did the pack open from doing that, though? I have no idea, because oh, I'm assuming... I'm assuming that's how he opens them. I yeah. just assumed it, that was like I mean, his pack opening ritual. Like that's what he did to like before he opened the pack. That's what he did. Because I've yeah, just never I heard of a pack being it. able to open in that way. Because it's not like it's filled with air. So like it's not like when you clap it really hard, it pops because there's not enough air in there to like. I think he clapped it that hard. Oh that... my, that's Hulk like. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is this dude was like, the packs were like nothing to him. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> these packs are nothing to me. Yeah, he went. It was awesome. That's like every time Frank's roommate, Mike B, is like, how tall is Mike B? Six, seven. Okay, every time <laughs> I see Mike B, I look at him and I'm like, am I taller than you? It's ne- <laughs> he never is. He never is taller than Mike B. I just want to be so bad. I look at every time. I just got to check, you know? I got to make sure. Hey, make sure like, things are the same. How about now? Am I taller than you now? Yeah. Or right, what about now? It's been a no. little bit, Mike B. What do we, Let's okay, check right. again, just to be sure. Just yeah, yeah. turn those crutches into stilts. I could, You're just yeah. training for stilts is really what And then happened. you get the really long pants and cover them all up, I think. Yeah. When, I are, would you like these, my... when are you done with these crutches? Three weeks. Wow. Then the stilts come. 
and then but I'm stilts. The doctor said I go straight from crutches to stilts. It's two months. To... It's what is it? Two months crutches, two months stilts. Three months crutches, one month stilt, and then you have to go in and they fit a trench coat, so you can't tell. That's interesting. Do they put anyone on your shoulders when they fit the trench coat? Depends. Because okay. it, it, it's like very like East Coast. Yes. A lot of times <laughs> East Coast, that's like practice. But in the West Coast, it's been much more. It's a higher still, less person on your shoulders. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then there's also like a weird thing where sometimes, and you have to make sure of this, you have to prove, you have to make sure that your doctor isn't actually just a bunch of ants wearing a trench coat disguised as a human. Oh, is that like a test? Like they have the, they have, they perform this test for you so that like you can spot your own in the wild? Well, there, it's just been like there's been a lot of like medical lawsuits because people have been practiced on by a bunch of ants wearing a trench coat is altogether. That, is that East Coast and West Coast or is that just West Coast? I think it's like a Southern California thing specifically. It's fucked up, man. It is. So hopefully I have a good doctor that's not an ant wearing tre- or not a whole bunch of ants wearing a trench coat. It's have you confirmed real... that, though? I, I have. That was my first question. I called, asked the receptionist. She said yes. Okay, she but... actually was an ant wearing uh, ants wearing a bunch wait, of trench coats. So wait, hold on. Yeah. Why would you believe them, though? Well, I, I did it first. I yeah. feel like I feel like I would perform my own independent test. I wouldn't just trust the receptionist. Right. Like if I'm just like, hey, are you like it's, it's like if a robber comes in your house and you're like, hey, are you going to rob me? And they're like, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you need a little bit I, I feel like you need a different form of evidence than just 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 taking their word for it well right exactly so i went in and i was like hey i was i called and right. my first question was to make sure that this obviously was an establishment of ants wearing trench coats and the doctor was like it's so funny you said that my receptionist actually was i had no idea here's me here's That's my doctor's up. coat i'm a human i've since hired a new receptionist so it's a totally ant free doctor's office and they That's reassuring. That's good. Yeah, yeah okay. So you did your due diligence. Okay. It's honestly, it's so crazy how far medical technology has come and what it takes to fix a broken leg. And I feel like I've had the utmost best care. So now it's just the stilts in the trench coat and I'm golden. That's actually, that's good. I'm glad you've gotten to this point in your recovery. <laughs> Thank you for humoring my bullshit too. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself for suggesting stilts. <laughs> <laughs> the didn't problem with starting a podcast had. about nothing I like is that you this said, is... <laughs> I like to thanks for you bring my bullshit. And I'm like, Andrew, the, that's literally the past five episodes of this podcast. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, if I didn't do that, we wouldn't have a podcast, right? Like, we talked about, like, Jello for, like, 30 minutes last episode. And I was talking I to you. Listen to that. I was talking to you about your dream of diving into a pool of Jello, And you were like, I guess I'll just die. And I was like, can't you just crawl out to the shallow end? And you're like, you know, I never thought of that. <laughs> Dude, the above ground pool and the shallow end of Jello like blew my mind. I was like, Did let's guys... sit down. Let's sit down and brainstorm this a little bit. We can I think we can figure something out. Because you thought like a magic player and I was thinking off of emotion. Yes, that's <laughs> How are they different? Uh, what? <laughs> One is more much more strategic, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, one's like a couple turns ahead and the other's the other is real aggro. Um, yeah, so Modern Horizons is really fun. I really like it. I hadn't Modern really got to play it. As far as a draft format, it is really good. Um, Dude. It's one of the best. The packs are just way more expensive. Like, for those who don't know, uh, for those who are listening to this and are not Magic players, packs of regular Magic cards are like $4. Packs of the set Modern Horizons are like 10 So, yeah. significant increase. Uh, 
And it's fun, though, because, and I don't know too well, so it's good for any level of Magic player, but it's a mix. They made the set with new cards, but intended for it to add to the modern format, right? Yes, correct. That is correct. Straight to modern. No standard. Yeah. Yeah, which is the first time they've done that, and it's it's something I've been asking for for a long time. I'm like, please just do this. Have a way to get cards into this format without going through standard, but... Same as Modern Masters, no, but the difference is like they actually designed this. It wasn't yes. just like a Modern like, Masters okay. obviously goes straight into Modern, but those are just reprints. The whole sets are reprints. So Right. Does Modern Horizons have any reprint? Yeah. Yeah, it has like fifty Yeah, it has reprints, but none of the cards in Modern Horizons were ever legal in Modern. They're all older cards that were reprinted. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. So not not one card in like two the two hundred and fifty four Modern Horizons cards were ever legal in Modern. So it's a mix of really? new brand new cards. And older cards that weren't legal in modern previously. And oh. 44 different mechanics. It's insane. Yes. I actually, yeah, I was making an Evernote document about all the, the different the different mechanics in the set and how, like, there was a ridiculous amount of them. Modern Horizons. Yeah, had, info. yeah there's 40, yeah, 43 abilities. Maybe there's 44. You but, will get Judge called on you for not putting your vanishing counters on your creature. <laughs> yes, that is a Judge call. I Yeah, because you, you have to do it. Yeah, that's uh, it's cool though. I because like, I I hadn't really gotten to play it, and it, I'm not familiar with modern. I've never played modern, but I love playing limited. So playing it as a limited format, it's reminiscent abilities of things that I love. Like there's flashback, there's vanishing, there's things like that. Modern Horizon seems good for you because it's right between. It's it's better than regular like sets. It's yep. more complex, but it's also not as complex as cube. So it's yep, actually like exactly. a perfect area for you, I think. Which is, again, like a, a nod to Wizards because I love that, again, I'm a casual player, but I kind of fall in, like, I've grown up playing Magic. I know a lot of the sets, a lot of the abilities, but I don't keep up. But it's a little more complex than a standard draft, and it's just so perfect. It's so fun. I want more of it. Um, the problem is it's not, it's been out for a little bit now, and it's also the price is prohibitive. Um, when I was in Denver with visiting Katie, like we were actually looking for a Modern Masters draft or Modern Horizons draft, and we called a store and we were like, "Hey, what are the odds of?" Because they had it listed on like their 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 website, and we're like, "What are the odds of this Modern Horizons draft firing?" And they're like, "Not not really good." Damn. I mean, you guys can come in and maybe it would like maybe if we you know get enough people to see, see you're here, like we can we can try to fire something, but I don't know, it's probably not Here's super likely. And I was like, uh, "All right." It's just yeah. hard because it's hard to get eight players together who want to spend like thirty plus dollars to draft. Not not when the other option is M twenty. <laughs> I agree, no, I agree. That was my thing. I'm like, why would you draft M twenty right now? Like, it's just not a yeah. great. I don't super enjoy it's, it. It's but. painful. It's not fun. It's just it elemental. Yeah, honestly, it was fun. It's it's fun for a little bit, but it just gets sorry. right. Like when it's new, it's fun. But then, like once you start getting used to it, and like the novelty wears off, you're just like, oh, this is not. It's just not complex enough. You know what yeah, I mean? It's not deep. Right. Yeah. yeah. And because it's a corset, like that's why. It makes sense. But like I still I don't For have to like corset. it. Great job. How, How do you feel about the thing. new set? Uh it's looking very good so far. I'm really it, liking it a lot. It looks so cool, right? Yeah. The adventure mechanic looks fantastic. I think somebody in the chat asked how it works. Explain. Um, so as far as I know, it, the cards with the adventure mechanic, you can cast them as their adventure card. Um, and then you can also cast the creature later, later at a later point in the game for its cost. Yes. So you, 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 sorry, no. No, good. I was gonna say you exile it on cast. Yes, that's correct. After it resolves, and if they counter it, then it goes to graveyard. You can't cast creature. 
Yes. Yeah, exile resolves, and it's it's kind of like it's like flashback almost. It's it's it's, it's kind of like a combination of everything. I mean, right? It's all kicker, but no, it's like what it's kind of like suspend, and you get to cast it whenever you want for another yeah, cost. I don't right. know. Um, yeah, that's really why. Yeah, I was thinking flashback where like you play it, you play it once, and then it goes to a zone where you can just play it again. Yeah, I guess they can't interact with it though, really, because it's exiled. Right. Yeah. Sweet. So they can't, they can't like exile from, from the graveyard. graveyard. Right. Which is it's really yeah. cool. It gives you a lot of options because, like, I was playing in this this MTG Arena event um, where it, where it previewed some of the cards, and cool. there was a lot of situations where you could either, I was like, do I just play this as a creature or do I wait to get value from the adventure half first? Because you can't cast the creature do? and then cast the adventure half. You have to cast the adventure half, and then from exile you can cast the creature. All right, so it has to do one or the other. Is there a lot of balance in the set? Like, or no? Can you like bring them back to your hand and recast it? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen any yet, but that's an interesting. That I would be seen sweet. Either. Because like, yeah, if they try to kill it, you can like bounce it and you get the value of the other half as well again. Wow, that's really good. What's the card with buyback that bounces? Like the old card? Uh, capsize. They put capsize in the set. <laughs> God, no. Capsize is miserable because like the control decks, once they get like 12 mana, they're just like bounce two of your lands. Bounce two of your lands. And then you just end up losing with nothing in play. Ugh. But wait, explain to me. So the adventure. So like when you were playing the preview, did you did you end up going for the value adventure, or were you mostly casting them as creatures? Well, it just depends on your situation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it says like destroy a creature with power three or less, right? Like, but it's a but it's a two three or something. Like sometimes you just want to play the creature. You just don't want to sit there with nothing on the board. But also you're like, do I just do I do I lose the value of this potential removal spell later in the game? You know. And like yeah. the point is you never know, right? That's the that's the great that's the great aspect of it because it, it sets up a lot of tension where you're like you have decisions to make. Mm. And I like that better than like if you're just like, here's a two two, I'll just play a two two. I, I like that a lot better than cards that don't have a lot of a lot of decisions to make. Because Yeah, that's cool. It it rewards better players because you're like, I can do this, I can do this, I can wait, I can do it now. Like there's a lot of different decisions you, you have to make. And uh, it always feels like you have more options that way. Is the is the exile zone for these like a face up pool that you just put somewhere? Because obviously, before exiles, it's like a thing you never interact with anymore. Yeah, it should usually say exile like face car. up. I would imagine. Like sometimes, usually when you exile things, it'll tell you whether you exile them face up or face down. So you're just kind of gonna have like a second visible hand of spells with this. Essentially, set. yeah. That's cool. It's gonna be weird. Well, it's kind of like features. it's kind of like what was the what was the mechanic in in Ravnica recently? Jumpstart. Oh, will you discard? Yeah, you discard a card and you can cast it from your graveyard. Like that's yeah, kind of similar because then like you have a, a hand essentially of of cards in your graveyard. Yeah, what's yeah? And it's funny because on it always... on on MTG Arena, you actually they'll have your hand on one side, and then next to it, you have a couple cards like all the all the cards you can still cast that aren't in your hand, like a Jumpstart card, a Flashback card. They'll all be like, they look like they're almost in your hand, but they're just off to the side. So it's kind of, it's it's yeah. I mean, they're they're just cards you can play that aren't officially in your hand. You know, it always blows my mind. Like every time Wizards comes up with a new mechanic and ability, like I look at a Magic card and I like you look at it top to bottom and they find ways to add new interactions. You know, like where I look at it, I'm like, all right, yeah. there's no more you can do. Like you've that's it. Cost, you got to run toughness. out. Yeah. Oh, like, and every time somehow there's a thing where I'm like, oh my God, it works. And it works with everything still. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, that's the great thing about magic, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's the one thing I, I tell people that I love about the game 
and this is why it's held my interest for 20 years because every three months i feel like it's a new game i'm not playing yeah. the same game but the core set of rules remains the same so it's like a new game that i don't have to learn the rules to every three months yeah it's so cool yeah, hey yeah. frank hey andrew do you settle i i don't Ooh, do you know what, what i'm knew. saying what or? What <laughs> well so here's we're talking about games right so my my biggest <laughs> my biggest issue is i feel like i feel like settlers is like the the first the first game you introduce to your non-gaming friends that's right yeah that's totally what it is yeah we've been playing this fun game though which has had a hilarious outcome of results where you go up to like a friend but like a sort of strange somebody wouldn't know and you just walk up and dead ass you're like do you settle because if people don't know Settlers of Catan, they'll then have they no think, idea what you're talking about. Well, they think you're talking about like life in general, like, like settling in yeah. life. Do you do you compromise? And, yeah, and like the my two favorite answers was a buddy Ben, like he stops and looks at me so like thoughtful, like he really considers it, and he says, "It depends on the situation." <laughs> <laughs> Which like, is okay. kind of it's a Tuesday night. We got a bunch of friends hanging out. We have some drinks. Um, you know, in that situation, would you would you settle? Do you think? And he's like, dude, I don't know what you're talking. I have no idea what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah, but so like dead ass, like not understanding the game. He's like, depending on the situation. And then I had another girl come in so hot where she's like for fucking nothing. And I was like, damn, girl. <laughs> she hates board games. <laughs> well, no, because she just thought I was asking, do I know you that, settle in right, life? But, right, but that's why it's funny because you can take yeah, it and be like, oh wow, exactly. you People you must add, really bro. hate games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it is. It's the perfect. I love it for introducing friends to a like a strategy based game. Because there's like, like two. You, go ahead. You go know ahead. that they're not gonna like go as far as learning magic, but you can at least like collect some resources right. together. And I was gonna say, there's two. There's literally two worlds of gaming people, right? There's the gaming people that like went to the toy store, and you get Operation and Trouble and Connect Four and Monopoly, right? And mm -hmm. those people are like, hey, you guys want to get a get a rousing game of Clue together? And I'm like, you know, that's all right. What the hell? You guys don't know anything else about the game world, so that's fine. And then there's the other world of games where it's like you play all kinds of obscure games that are literally only available at, like, dedicated game stores. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and there's, Settlers... I think there's... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, I'm you're still good. getting good no, at it's, your it's hard. It's hard. It's hard because I do it, too, so I don't want to... Go ahead. And we have delay. I was going to say there's like one more category, and it's the people who just like magic. They just like <laughs> magic, but not all That's games. true. Just... That's true. There are just magic players. Anyway, continue with your description. No, I was just going to say Settlers is just like the bridge between those two, where it's like that's uh, like yeah. the first step to introducing them to that second world. Totally. It's a gateway drug. And it's a fun, it's a fun gateway drug of board games. Because I think Settlers also has mechanics unlike any other game that you're traditionally used to. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard Wait, to which mechanics though? Uh, just in general, as a game. You know what I mean? Like mm. just as a game, like the rule set is different than like Monopoly, where you roll dice. Do I buy this property or not? Okay, I will. Done. Like it's just more complex. Like there's not a lot of complexity in games like Clue or Scrabble. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean not Scrabble. Scrabble is a different, a different. I like trading and sabotaging people too. Like I liked the like politics that you can bring into it where it's right. like I'll give you I'll give you three. I'll give you three or and they're like, come on, man. I like that. That's aggressive. I feel like you're really aggressive. I feel like you're a really aggressive uh sellers of Catan player. He beat us the other night. We after that bar where we were talking about how we're asking people to settle, we left the bar and we and settled. Us, 
Yeah. All of us, well, I had drank, but everybody else doesn't really drink much. I don't drink usually. We came back and played Settlers for like, one of our roommates went to bed. We played so late. He was playing with us. I think we were playing till like two or three in the morning. Do you know what game I do love that falls into the traditional camp of, uh, you're like, I don't. And I'm like, you know, I knew you wouldn't. Uh, (laughs) That falls. (laughs) So Adam, that falls in like traditional school of of games is Risk. I actually, I'm a sucker for some Risk, dude. Risk is great. Not only because, not even because it's like super complex or super strategic, just because it's like the the spirit of the game is fun. Like world domination, like you're crushing people's countries and like taking yeah. them over. It just has <laughs> it's a cool a powerful. feel to it. it. It takes so fucking long though, dude. I've never played a game of risk. That wasn't like three hours long. I remember in high school, we somehow convinced one of our teachers that it was like a geography and like political, like somehow we had something where like, yeah, playing risk gives us better perspective on this, this and this. And I've learned of countries like, that I didn't know about playing risk yeah. <laughs> i'm like oh i didn't know kamchaka was a real country that's amazing yeah it's great see it's perfect but yeah we would waste some days playing risk in school and that was great fond memories same i i love risk i love like the war type strategy games where you like have to take things over i don't know maybe that's maybe that says something about me i don't know i mean i think that that's like that's the fun of video games and board games and it's like fulfilling things. a role that like you can't do otherwise yeah exactly it's like cool like here's a way to like have that feeling and do this and live this life that's not possible and also like that's like when parents freak out about grand theft auto and all that it's like yeah i'm not actually trying to like go and ride around and kill a bunch of people and do all these ridiculous crimes like this doesn't reflect my character in real life like it's just it's just a like a fun escape like i'm not trying to like that doesn't mean I'm, i'm gonna do this or i have desire to do this it's just I don't, it, I, there's no real way to explain it without sounding like a sociopath, right? Like I'm yeah, just right? trying, I'm just trying to role play it, but that's not <laughs> what it is. It's more than that, right? Like you're, it's like it's the same. Like if you watch a heist movie, like Heat or something, I'm not watching it because I'm like envisioning myself doing it. I'm just enjoying that that aspect of storytelling. Totally, but it's also like, why is it that? Like, there's so many, like, it's so popular right now. Like, all the serial killer, murder, mystery, these and that. Like, dude, I can't get enough of true, true crime stuff, dude. See, it's crazy. Uh, and, like, people it's are so infatuated by that. But, like, people aren't, like, infatuated because they're like, I'm a serial killer, too. This is great. Right. Like, no one's like, oh, I'm, le-. like, no one's taking notes and it's like, okay, go to a secluded <laughs> location. Have six feet of rope in your car. Like, no one's doing that. Like, that's not what's happening. It's just yeah. fascinating, you know? It's yeah. like it's so far from something that you're able to imagine on your own. It's like not that's something what it is, you can right. think about at all. These like things have to be. Told. We're so far removed from like a, like the grand like Grand Theft Auto, for example. Like I'm so far removed from that lifestyle yeah. that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like this is real. And also, I think you have to have a really low. I don't know. I don't know if the, if this is the right word, but like brain capacity to be like I'm gonna go out and do this because it looks like fun. <laughs> like I feel like well, if that's gonna happen, yeah. like. You're gonna do that anyway. Grand Theft Auto is not the, not the thing that's gonna push yeah, you to do that. That's not the that's not yeah. the tipping point, right? Yeah. Like, but you're then probably I played a... Grand Theft Auto, and <laughs> I was totally, totally, totally straight laced and uh, emotionally stable. And then I played Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. Like, no, dude, there's a there's something going on ahead of time. If that's the case, I did take a positive out of Grand Theft Auto. I taught myself how to parallel park playing that game. That's hilarious. Also, I would as steal a car cars guy. and I would line them up and I would do it like before I took my driving test when I was 16. I would, oh, I would okay. play Grand Theft Auto. I thought and you I meant like recently. Cars. No, no, no. Like because I, I had Grand Theft Auto like Vice City when I was like 15. Vice City is my favorite and, one. Oh, so good. 
I love and the 80s I would steal stuff. cars. Oh, the, the soundtrack, the, soundtrack the cars, so the Miami, good, like ah. Uh, I wish they would like remake that game with better graphics. Oh my god, I would kill for our, an 80s a Vice City remake. It's Ooh. called Just Cause. You played that game? No. That's like Grand Theft. All right. Well, pers- sorry to. No, intro- I was going to say a, that. That's what we do. That's what we do. This yeah, don't do. don't apologize. I've this never is... been a huge Grand Theft Auto fan. Right. Um, I felt I felt always felt it was like I don't know the lack of a better word, but it's pretty clunky. Like it's was it, pretty. Was like, it too violent for you? You're afraid you're gonna you're gonna become something yeah. you didn't want to you didn't want to yeah, become. Like, just yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like you know to go like. It's just clunky, right? You, you're not very agile character. It's like, all right, get on this vehicle, go to this thing, go up this thing. And then Just Cause solved all the things I didn't like about it. it I was like, you, I like a lot of agility in my games. It gave you a grappling hook that you can <laughs> grapple onto everything. And then you also get a parachute. And the combination of those two means you can fly. And then the new one gave you a wingsuit. So you can like launch yourself up parachute down and then wingsuit and fly so there's oh, basically I get it. no restrictions you didn't want to play and Grand Theft Auto because you were basically just looking for a Batman simulator yes <laughs> got it got but it. the best the best thing is he has no special powers he's just well neither does Batman you know he's just a guy with a wingsuit built into just his Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man I'm gonna Don't be honest respond. with you I like you a lot I, I think that's true I agree with you yeah I, I had no problem with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man him as Spider-Man, I had no problem with. I thought it was great. Yeah, I think it was good, too. Um, Man. All Spider-Man's good. It's Spider-Man. I did recently watch <laughs> Spider-Verse with Adam, too, and it was incredible. I it's know I normally don't like animated so movies, good, but it was dude. so good, We didn't cool. watch that full movie, right? No, just the first part. I loved it. Oh, it's, yeah. We it's just, very it was on good. Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really liked it. Oh, yeah. I know what I was going to say. I was going to tell you something earlier, too. Also, you know sound- how we were talking... The soundtrack for Into the Spider-Verse is very good. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, it was. It was really cool. I love it when uh, films take the time to make a proper good yes. soundtrack. I think it was actually made for the movie. Like, the whole soundtrack was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Um, okay, so we were talking about, like, seeing people and, like, naming them for the wrong things or whatever. Um, I always have this thing where I really want to run into Jared Leto in real life. Oh, and, God. like, he's so damn famous and so damn accomplished in every lane it's really and frustrating i've heard that he like not in a dick way but i've heard that he's like takes it seriously you know like yeah he he's not one to like joke about it or like you know he's like he takes his art seriously right so i don't think it would go over well but i want to like see him i and can guarantee stop you it won't and just dead ass like look like pensive for a minute and be like i know you from somewhere oh my and God. like He's like ready for it. And he's like, of course you do. I've I'm so accomplished in all these things. And be like, you're Paul Allen. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> no, see, that's funny because he is Who's Paul, Paul Allen. Allen? <laughs> Paul Allen is the second or third character in American Psycho. Like he's not a main character, but he definitely plays an important oh, part. Paul Allen. It's like the name tag. What's all this plastic on your floor? We got a dog. You got like a little chow or something. <laughs> You remember the dog breed? <laughs> the movie's fantastic. It's good so good. That was when I first yeah. became a serial killer. Actually, when I first saw uh, American Psycho, I was like, "This is it. Oh, this that's is my right. turning point." It was. Yeah, you're like, "Wow, this is such a good movie. I had such a good time watching it that I should do this." Five years from now, they're going to be like, "Yeah, so nobody ever noticed any signs in Frank like leading up to these <laughs> killings." <laughs> He like literally when he straight up told you, yeah. When he told you that wasn't like you're like, no, he was the nicest guy. Yeah. The new the new season of Mindhunter is just them watching our shitty podcast, wow. being like, <laughs> also Mindhunter is a fantastic show. I've, I'm loving Mindhunter. 
I haven't watched it yet, but I know I'm what it's about because Adam told me. It's real good. We, did you tell him about our projector setup yet? Oh, we have like a pro- we made like a movie night setup. I haven't even been invited over yet. Dude, will you come? Will you I, come to the West? I would love Coast? to, dude. Really? Yes. Maybe maybe you could do like a double thing where like you and Katie both come. Um, you're probably pretty close, right? Like, I mean, I feel like that's a short flight for her. Like, right? Like, if you're both traveling and such anyway, be like, what if we both travel If you're to traveling spot? anyway. And then I'll be on my, my stilts by then. We so should I could, definitely could... find time to do that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yo. Yeah, bring Mike B. Oh, my yeah. God. So Andrew wow. doesn't feel so tall. That's right, yeah. I'll need somebody else. Adam, how tall, tall. are you? Five foot seven and three quarters. Is that true? What do you mean? Like, am I making it up? <laughs> what do you mean? What does he mean? Yeah, like, is that is that your actual <laughs> height? Because that's real specific, and I would have thought yeah. you were taller. I've stay, I've had been the whole the same height for a long time, so I know the exact number. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because no one says stuff like that. Like, I've been the same height for a long time. Well, yeah, I mean, you well, start, I was you trying to think like, why pretty... is it exact? It doesn't change. I guess because I'm not right. quite five foot eight, and I don't want to be a liar, so. I see when um, people ask me, I'm like five eleven. Even though I'm kind of a little tall, I'm a little taller than five ten, but I'm not five eleven. But I'm just like I'm five eleven. What are you gonna do about? I'm it? in the same. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not. Andrew's taller than me. See, but you yeah. didn't round up. You're just like uh, five seven and three eighths, and I'm like, wow, maybe it's was... changed. Well, you Should just we said it doesn't you? change. <laughs> he's just... he's questioning everything now. He's like, what if I am taller <laughs> yeah. now? What if I'm shorter? Yeah. I'll have to re. I need to remeasure just so that when I say it, I can be just as confident and or also figure out that I'm wrong about height changing. I feel like I, I, I kind of broke you down a little bit with my questioning. I'm like, are you sure? I like it. Break me down. That's yeah. I mean, Break sometimes, me down. Andrew will build me back up. Yeah. Sometimes I'm it's really good, good to be like gassing people up. to be like broken down a little bit so you can like because if you, if be you rebuild yourself the same way, then you know it was meant to be right. I haven't thought about that. That's honestly really that deep and deep. prolific. Yeah. I can't confirm with what you said until I think about it for longer, but it sounds okay. correct because it's confusing. It's I like, liked that a lot, Frank. You, like, a, you took this to a great spot. Isn't there a saying like if, um, like, I don't know, maybe not saying, instead of saying, but like, I know like if I, if I undo something and then I redo it the same exact way, like that's the way I genuinely want. Like, I think it's like if you look at, like for me personally, if I like look at a piece of art or something and I like it and then I come back to it like a year later and I still really like it, I'll know I really liked it in general rather Ooh. than just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe well, that doesn't make any sense. But. I well, I love that logic, too, because you're also saying that if you break something down and then you don't build it up the same way that you've probably grown like mentally. You've or changed. Like, In some trait. way, you've changed. Yeah. Yeah. But then if you come back to it and it's still the same, then you're right. I love yeah. that. I, uh, I, I can kind of confirm with you on like a tell me if you can relate to this. But it's I feel like what? I read the chat. Somebody said, it's not a phase, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Actually, I decided that my story isn't good. I'm going to not say it. <laughs> oh, wow. We totally, he totally. So it's like, I mean, basically, for those of you guys who are listening at home, uh, and you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, That's all right. the places that you can listen to podcasts. And uh, you guys, it's basically like you if you wanted to crush your house, like just demolish your house and then rebuild it brick by brick, then you get to see if you would rebuild it the same way. And, you know, you get a little learning experience out of it. So maybe you should, you know, give it a shot. Andrew, don't do that. I demolish my house, I'd say, twice. Uh, every decade, twice. So every five years or so, I'll just well, We kind of just did that with our apartment, right? Thing. It's awkward I mean, when you yeah. rent. It's more awkward when you rent. 
I know they don't like it. And I'm like, I promise you, I'm going to really build it don't. back pretty much the same. I mean, it might be different because I'm building it this time rather than you, but essentially the same thing. Yeah. Hey, remember how we talked about um, like how good it feels to like clean a hard drive fully and oh. to just like have perfect oh, yes. space? Oh, yes. We how like the thing that I do like about renting or like the move out of in and roommates move out and in of roommates is like the fresh start house clean. Uh huh. I, I'm Oof. probably I'm probably gonna be moving next year, and it's I'm actually kind of looking forward to the like the mo- the process itself because when I'm packing things up, I can figure out what I do and don't need. Yeah, it's like a good way to look at all your because you literally get to look at all of your shit and be like, do I really need to keep this? And if you I'll, don't, you toss it. You know what I mean? I'll take the Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> so surprisingly, those are probably all coming with me. Oh, I didn't. But. You're they like, look I, not important. Didn't. They didn't look important at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't really. I, I can see why they're just stuck in the little cabinet. It's not. It's not ideal. I really do like that we decided to not do green screen or anything fancy for this. It feels so much more real. Yeah, because it's like I mean I've always liked videos like that because you, they kind of like invite you into your home, you know. And it's yeah. funny because like I tried to do videos like this. I worked at a company. Um, for like nine years and I tried to do videos like this for them and they wanted me to have like a banner in the background with like the, the logo <laughs> on it and stuff. And I was like, it felt really out of touch because I'm like, there's so many YouTube videos and like Twitch streamers that don't do that. And the reason yeah. is because it's inviting. Like, it feels like this person is, is coming into your home. Like you've set up your own, your own kind of like background that kind of like, you know, it, it resonates with you and it defines you a little bit. And it was interesting that they were like, no, no, it's it's not professional enough. And I was like, but I don't think you're really grasping, like, you know, the appeal of this kind of format. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like I can see on the like you got a little board up here Saturday night. My name is Sterling K. Brown. The K stands for Kathleen. You got a little board. You got stuff written on it. You got a Dude, steering no, wheel. That's that's do you want? That's a fun story that involves Adam here. Look, let's webcam up. Wow. You can see that. You can read that. I mean, it's yo. It's got words on it. So, I can read English. Um, yeah, Adam. I can, I can read English. I meant, is it big enough? That's actually a really funny response. Oops, sorry. I hit the mic. <laughs> yeah, Adam, I've uh, I've studied it. I Most of my articles are in English. Right up here. Um, yo, that's a cool thing. Um, Adam got me that as a gift. It, it's uh, because Lauren Michaels, the executive producer of Saturday Night Live, yeah, for, is yeah, very like the superstitious. Creator, I think. Yeah, like the dude. Yeah. And they don't use digital cue cards. To this day, they do handwritten cue cards, and that's the Is that an cue actual card. cue card? Yeah, from Saturday Night Live. Uh, I got that's the, I got sick, it. dude. How yeah, sick that is that? From, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, guy from uh, Avengers? Sterling K. Brown, right? It oh, says yeah. it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Black Panther. What's up? Slow here, yeah. Who is, who is Sterling K. Brown? Who is that? He's the main character in Black Panther. In Black uh, Black Panther, what's that? What's it called? Black Google Panther. it, and then if you get bored after that, we can Google more Jello recipes. Um, yeah, that's Mono Two, so I think that's the um, second one. Oh, okay, so it's not. There's one before. It. Well, because maybe they do like the live from New York at Saturday night. Do they write that? Oh. Everybody knows. I that. went to a rehearsal for SNL this year. It was pretty sweet. That's sick. Highlight of my year. For people but who yeah, don't, isn't that cool? For people who don't know, Adam, what tell people what you do? Play magic. <laughs> don't that's all of us that's all of us he adam is it's all funny of us. because usually that works people are like whoa you play magic but we're with you so it doesn't really work <laughs> it's really like, we're like yeah we're like yeah yeah buddy we know <laughs> <laughs> we all do 
photograph musicians. And my cousin actually works on SNL, so that was my hookup for her there. Well, cousin slash a fan of one of the bands I work with slash a photographer, so he was like nice. We went one time and just did a private tour of SNL, and that's where I got that. And then I was there for work like three months ago. And I hit him up and like, yeah, last episode's tonight. Do you want to come to the filming? I was like, like yeah. Who's, no one ever has, no one ever says no to yeah. that. I'd be like, uh-huh. I t- for I took sure. The guy that was, yeah, I took the guy that was in town from the UK for the magazine too. I was like, yo, you want to go? And I was like, sure. It was like, his, it was like, and then we ended up staying. It was like two or an hour and a half longer than we thought it was going to be. This is like the rehearsal run is like almost two hours. And I thought it was going to be an hour tops. And we like missed a whole business dinner, and we got off in our both of our cell phones. Lady was like, "Where are you guys? Don't understand what's going on because we couldn't use our phones, obviously, in the live." Yeah. Live and they were, then you left them in the taxi anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the callback—that's comedy, baby. Oh, I didn't even get the joke. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, no, Adam. Oh. Before, I think before we were recording, Adam uh, told oh. us a story about how he he forgot his phone in a taxi. And it ended up being really liberating because he was like, why do I feel so free right now? Uh, and it's because he just wasn't checking his phone all the time, you know, and he weren't getting all these notifications and it was this yeah. disconnection. So the fine line of using the Internet and social media as a tool, but not letting it consume you and living it's, your it's life. A, it's such a fine line, dude. It's so hard. It is so gosh darn difficult. There is an amazing Tina Fey quote that I fucking love. And it's like it says shit. She says, whenever you feel good about yourself, uh, there's this place called the Internet where you can go and you can find a lot of people who don't like you. Oh, wow. And that resonates with me so much. I'm just like, yep, those people are definitely on there. But it's like it's so funny because like it's I think it's once you have this awareness of it, like the Internet can be toxic. The Internet can be shitty. Like people can be negative. Like it's easier to navigate, I think. And like it's just it's just if you accept it as like a part of life, then as 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 opposed to something that's like literally directly affecting only you, um, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, you have this problem too. Oh, this affects you too. It's a lot easier to like kind of live with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really like as you were saying that I was thinking, and I'm like, okay, it's so funny because there's one side of it where if you're not popping on the internet, you post fucking everything yes looking for validation yes. looking for likes looking for anything like where you you associate self-worth with likes and comments and yeah. things like that and then as soon as you've gotten to a point where you have enough people paying attention and really giving you likes and comments and all that i want to post then it nothing. gets to the point of everybody's critiquing your life where you're like listen like i'm sharing these personal things yeah. because people care and then people are like fuck this guy whatever so it's just like this toxic yeah. cycle of like, where is that fine line? Well, I think, yeah, I think like, well, I agree with you, Frank, but I think it's like not necessarily that people are bad, but it's just that the, like the principle of reacting to things you do because of how other people react to it becomes so like it, it just becomes so hard because then your happiness isn't based on you and right, it's, it's based on correct. the collective opinion of people. And it's like, like I, I stopped using Twitter me. like two years ago, <laughs> oh, and yeah. like just stop checking it, stop scrolling it. I my posts, a lot of my posts are automated. Like I'll have yeah. like whenever a YouTube video goes up, I have like uh, I F T T F. Yeah, I think it's I F T T. I think it's what's called. Like it'll automatically post a YouTube post and be like, hey, a new video, or a Twitter post and be like, hey, a new video up, or whatever. 
But like that's mostly the extent. Like I'll check it. I don't even have it on my home screen. I'll just like go to the app drawer and check it every like maybe once a day just to just to see what's going on. But like I actively it's don't an use Android. it anymore. It's just like when you pull up all the apps on your phone. I don't know. It's uh, an Android thing. You guys probably are iPhone users. But like you can pull up, no. you can scroll up on the bottom and like all your apps show up so you can scroll through them. Yeah, I do that. I'll show you. This is my phone. Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. I love this. If I had to guess, I would think Adam had a Pixel. He's an iPhone. See it? That's ins- what is going. Wait, that's insane. That's for those great. for those listening, Adam's fucking phone is literally blank. There's no what's so. Wait, is there no apps? So like, I think it's similar to you on an iPhone. It's like the app drawer, but I, if you swipe down, you can type, and it pulls up the app. So I always just swipe down and type to pull everything up. And I had done that before I set it up. So I was like, oh, why do I have not have it? Why do I have anything on my home screen? I don't use the shortcuts. Because if you do like three letters, like I type in SPO, then Spotify pops up. Interesting. That feels like more work. But yeah, it's an intentional. Like it's, 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 to... it's reflex now, honestly. It's like you type two letters and the app comes up. So it's the same as scrolling a few or whatever. Interesting. I just thought that was your, that was the, the sorry. The, I thought that was the, the, the size of your disconnect where you're like, I just don't even use any apps on my phone anymore. You're just like, if I'm not making a call or sending a text message, I'm not doing it. That's what I, that's the impression I got at first. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't have Instagram or Twitter on my phone anymore. I just download it to post and then delete it. Instagram seems seems like something you would have on your phone because as as a photographer. Theoretically, ideally. Right, theoretically, the right, word? right. Theoretically, I should. yeah. It's just too much. It's it's overwhelming. I feel like it's a competition. I feel like I whenever I was on Twitter or whatever was like even when I'm on Facebook or like Facebook feels more personal to me. Like it's more more close friends than like people I'm like yeah. like celebrities I'm following or whatever. Um but like social media in general just feels competitive. Mm-hmm. Like it's just everyone trying to out funny everyone else. Like I'm going to post something funny. Oh, I'm going to post a really funny. Like I can't even, it's like when I can't even post like a serious question, like, Hey guys, I had this problem with my car. Anybody, anybody have any suggestions? What do you guys think is wrong? And they're like, did you try turning it off and on again? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> man, I'm just looking for, I'm just looking for, I'm just looking for advice here, man. Seriously. Like this is probably going to cost me like hundreds of dollars. So I don't know. I guess I don't have as yeah. good of a sense of humor about it as you guys do, but it just feels like a place where everyone's trying to like out everything else, everybody else. Dude, like, I think Andrew, was I talking to you about this? Like the real realization came to me when I was working for people who we were talking about somebody who was like famous trying to be more famous. Right. Oh yeah. 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 The real realization came to me where I was like working for people who I was like, Oh, they're at a place where they probably don't need to use social media. They're like taking private jets and things like this. Yeah. And I'm like, they, and then I realized I was like, this is like a full on addiction slash like thing. Like I work with people who like could stop working right now and be set for life. You yeah, know? Like for sure. Very wealthy. And they would just be on their phone constantly maintaining all the relationships, commenting, trying to like maintain fame, fame or like get more fame. And I was yeah. like, and then my job for them is to, be their person that gives the visuals for their brags and i'm like this is insane <laughs> How i feel like this is still such a big part of their life <laughs> i feel like i'm the opposite like whereas if i got to that point where i'm like if someone made me an offer for like 17 million dollars let's say i would just be like yeah yeah i'm good to go i'm just gonna live my life and do the fun things i want to do and work on projects yeah. and like myspace tom tom from myspace yes oh yeah. my god what is tom from myspace photographer does he just float and do photography? He's a photographer, yeah. I mean, I he would if I sold MySpace and made oh. made bank. Like, that's what I would love to do, though. Like, I'm like, uh, the only reason I work is to do the fun shit that I want to do in life. And like, 
you know, but like if I don't have to do it's so weird. Like this 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 occurs to me on like a political scale too. Like politicians who are like, I'm gonna sell the soul of our country for, you know, lobbyist money. And I'm like, but you're already you have so much fucking money. Like, why do you need more at the cost of like people's lives or like, you know, it's such a weird thing to like like these millionaires who are like, I need more I need more millions. And I'm like, you can't even spend this much in your lifetime. Doesn't it come back to this metric though of us talking about likes? Like the met, it becomes a false yeah, metric it, for validation and worth. Maybe it says, "Oh, I made seventeen million dollars. Oh, well, I think that I'm better than this person, so I need to go figure out how to make twenty-seven million dollars." Where it's no longer what it actually is; it's just a number that's a weighing metric of validation and, and value. And I mean, that's, that's funny because I can't even speak to that because I don't even know how I'd feel if I made like seventeen million. I wouldn't right. have. I don't have. I don't even have a barometer for how that would feel for me. Yeah, it's funny, right? Because we're talking about it, but like we don't know, right? Like I, I know what it's like to like play magic professionally and like make a living off of that and like stream for a living and post YouTube videos, and that's that's great for me. I love it, but like, you know, that's a that's a completely different ball game than someone who's making like seventeen million dollars a year, and you're just like, I don't I don't know how that even feels. Yeah, like, would totally. I be content or would I be like, I I went this far, I might as well see what else I can do. You know, like I don't know. It's a weird feeling. Totally. Well, I remember like I remember when I was young, 18 ish, I got a really good sales job where I was making commission. And, you know, 18, you live with your parents or I was living with my parents. And uh, it was enough money to have to have enough money for everything I wanted to do. And I became very unhappy very quickly because I realized like, okay, cool. I bought the TV and the Xbox that I wanted. And then like, you know, I bought like the cool seats for my car and, you know, like all the things that I wanted. Yeah. And then I was like traveling and I was working 60 plus hours and my friends were living their teenage lives, going to concerts, having fun. And I was so jealous and I was so sad where I was like, oh, fuck, like money's not everything at all. Like I have now what is so, what feels to be more money than I need. And I'm sad as fuck. And I then quit. And that was when I started touring. But then, dude, like being honest, like adult life catches back up. And I've had periods of time where my focus has come back to making money when I've already learned that lesson. And I'm like, what am I doing? So it's like it's a very hard trap to fall into, much like social media. I think there's a delicate balance that you have to strike where like you do need money to do the fun things, to have the fun. Like you can't live in a house with your friends and have a blast in L.A. and record podcasts if you're also not paying the bills. You know what I mean? Like totally. It's a delicate balance of like. Just because you're making the money, that that in and of itself is not the happiness. But I do believe, I'm a firm believer that money can buy happiness because it can buy you freedom. It can buy you ways to get to, I can buy me a flight to see people I love. Like, if I don't have money, I can't come visit you. I can't go visit Katie. Like, I can't do these things. You yeah. know, like, I mean, I, I, I think there's a direct correlation with that. I don't think the money in and of itself is the happiness, but I, def- I think it definitely allows you, if it what facilitates a happy lifestyle... I think there's like a point, like a I, th- I forget what the actual number is, but it's like seventy or there's some amount of thousands you make a year, and then after that they've done like studies to yes, find that like seventy if you or make eighty, I believe. More, yeah, after you make more than that, it's all like not. It doesn't. It doesn't affect you. You can yeah. cover your yeah. You can cover your health. You can cover your living situation, shelter, and whatnot. But that's interesting. That I think I've heard yeah I've heard the same thing where it's like anything above this is just not not really excessive, but like. It doesn't have a, a an Im- the same impact on your on your lifestyle or like yeah. your your enjoyment. It's not like yeah. oh, now that I make a hundred thousand, I can actually get dinner. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm curious what that number is, but I guess it doesn't really matter. It, it like is it, something around that. Yeah. We could find it. Hey, hey, Andrew, what's mm. that what's that number to you? That's the important part. Forty three. Full stop. Um, Forty three dollars. I feel like I haven't hit it one hundred percent yet, so is, I couldn't answer. Is it forty three or forty two? It's forty two, right? Somebody somebody in the chat says yes after eighty K money stops where you uh on where you live to This person's been spitting spitting some knowledge right here. Having the chat as part of the podcast is so sick because it's cool on both ends. Like people can It's like having a live talk. studio audience kind of. Yeah, and then we can it like adds value to the podcast. And yeah, it, like, I agree with that. It's super fun. Um, but yeah, like I feel like eighty K is probably about right. I feel like if I was I mean like I feel like once you make eighty K like you're you're pretty much comfortable and like there's no real expense that you can that you can have that you can't pay for like even on yeah. like a monthly basis right like if i wanted a, an expensive watch or if i wanted like a tesla or something like 80k is i guess you, for you you would have to factor in family and like certain living circumstances right like sure for but i would assume like then like your family would also have income right like if i me and katie are living together we both have incomes right like yeah i'm sending my children to work in the workforce at six years old baby so why are you on the street corner Baby. <laughs> I got kids to feed. <laughs> my, my kids got to feed me. They're going to work. Six years old. No, um, but yeah, like I think that like if you're just saying like an individual person or I, I don't know, like the number I guess is irrelevant to a sense, but I think the point is if you go past it and then your life becomes making money when you actually do have enough to survive, then what are you doing? Like my my thing that I've always simply stated is you have survival and then happiness. You get enough money to survive, right? You pay your bills, you pay your rent, you get your food, you live. You pay your bills, you pay the rent, you pay the money. Well, I was I was doing the Facts of Life song, like the actual Facts of Life song from the TV show. Oh wow! I thought we were just scatting off the top. No, because I was like, you know, the song is you take the good, you take the bad, you take it all, and then you've had the Facts of Life, and then you said you pay the rent, you pay the, like it was just this, it was the same intonation. I missed the song and I thought we were scatting off the top and I was okay. so excited. That, that could have happened with the baby corner too. Or did was, that one make sense? It was because <laughs> right, Frank got it, I got it, but I don't know if Andrew did it. Yeah, we both we were both doing a Dave Chappelle reference. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, see, I love this, uh, but you still went along with it so well. <laughs> yeah, because you just assume everyone's just <laughs> randomly joking with you when they have very uh-huh. specific callbacks or references that they're making. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah, we're ripping jokes. Let's go. I'm here for a good joke. <laughs> See, we're, we don't have original, original content. content through these eyes. Yeah, we don't have original content. We're rehashing 2001 Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that's, it was, oh, that's old school. That's like one of his first ones. Like one Did you watch specials. the new Dave yeah. Chappelle stand-up? Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't blown away by it, I'll be honest. Oh, really? I loved it. The new I, one? I have... I oh, have yeah. half to finish, but I thought it was woke. I just felt like it's we're, we're in a generation of woke comedy right now. I have some you thoughts know? on this. I feel like this Dave Chappelle special was was edgy for the sake of being edgy. Really? Yeah, I, I don't. I I compared it but, a lot to the Aziz Ansari's. The Aziz Ansari special is very, very good. The new Aziz Ansari, and I like that one a lot. Oh, wait I didn't watch a it tickle. yet. I need to watch it. You can't say that the Aziz Ansari stand-up is good and then the Chappelle one isn't, because it's the but same category did. of woke, and they're both great. Uh, except for one is is defending compassion and having consideration for people, and Dave Chappelle is kind of defending shitting on people and, and why it should be okay. Because that's part of comedy, and it's a right that comedians should have. Uh, I think yeah, it, it I, is a it is a right that they have. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not trying to take away his right to be that way. I'm just saying I personally don't enjoy it. 
I don't enjoy because you're encouraging people. Like people in your audience are listening to you. They're taking your words at face value. They're saying, yeah, I really agree with that. Even if it's an act that you're putting on, the audience will still relate to it and agree with it. And they'll be like, yeah, I agree with you. You should be able to say whatever you want to anyone. And I don't think that's true. Like I just, I think compassion is a better message to be sending when you have a platform like that. So I just enjoyed it less. I, I can't fault you for that because I do understand where you're coming from and what you're saying there. I do totally see that perspective. But then couldn't I also challenge you to be like, that's like the Grand Theft Auto thing we were making fun of. But that's not, that's, like, yes, but that's not encouraging people. Uh, it's not, there's no minorities that are being uh, discriminated against. In it's, it's a more personal venue as well. Like Dave Chappelle talking to an audience of thousands of people is a different audience when he's he's conveying a direct message than than people playing a, a video game um you know that that is not necessarily doing that it's telling a story you know what i mean yeah i don't know it's, it's hard to explain but like it's one person's beliefs and uh it's a it's a commentary on a culture rather than see dave chabelle is making a commentary on the culture whereas grand theft auto is kind of describing the culture it's kind of showing the culture it's telling a story about the culture it's, like, it's a different it's not making commentary on it. it's not like trying to insult anyone it's not trying to say like like the dave Chappelle like michael jackson jokes just felt way too edgy i was just like these aren't i love really that, that stuff so much i was like <laughs> i like live for it i'm like this is so funny i don't know a different different sense of humor <laughs> but to clearly. be fair like yeah, uh, dave Chappelle was literally one of my top three comedians for the longest yeah. time like i love his old stuff like like the difference is like the baby joke, like the one you mentioned about like a baby on a, on a street corner, you know, selling weed. Like that's funny. Yeah. Like that's not insulting. It's not insulting minorities. That's not insulting victims. Dave Chappelle has made a career out of like making jokes that poke fun of the shitty things in our culture. And then like this comedy special was just like kind of shitting on victims, like people who have been through really shitty things. And it just felt like a really like a new take for him. And I just didn't really. I, I just like the fact that like no one is safe, even the victims. And that's kind of his thing. He's like, I'm going to just touch on everybody, even the people. I don't know. Like I get I get like I'm not saying I agree like, hey, find a victim and then talk shit about him. But if he's a comedian, like I feel like I don't know. It was interesting to me that no matter who you are, you're not safe from Dave. He's just going to go there. And I thought that was kind of the fun part where it's like, wow, I don't obviously agree with a lot of these things. But if he's wants to make his comedy about this like i think that he should have a different routine than he did 18 years ago because he's changed as a person but yeah, yeah I, I agree I, yeah. no i yeah. agree with that and that's fine like i mean if that's but that's the thing like then, then like you know as a as a consumer i have the right to be like well i don't like the person you've changed into very much so you know i just don't enjoy it's just i don't enjoy it as much you know yeah that's fair yeah um well you know this is a hilariously perfect time <laughs> This? We hit an hour, um, and normally by the end of it, we're ripping crazy jokes and all that. But I feel like today's pod was a little more woke, which I kind of liked. It's any, I feel like anything could happen, really. It's so funny that, that it works like that. Right? Well, that's exactly what we talked about, though, right? Like We wanted a podcast where we could talk about nothing, but we could talk about everything. The points are made up, and the what's it? What's the, what's the whose line is it? And the anyway? answers don't matter. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. That's right. And Adam's like, yeah, we're just making jokes, not referencing anything. And I'm like, no, no, we were making a reference there. (laughs) And I'm like, the baby, he's got to work. And you guys are like, that's a bit. Have you seen that special? I feel like I remember. I feel like I remember. Was that Killing Me Softly? I don't know the name of it, but correct me if I'm wrong, Frank, but it's like one of the, for me at least, like, I don't know how old you are, but when 
I watched that. It was one of my first HBO like comedy specials I'd ever seen or heard of that it was a thing. No, there were I like Chris about... Rock specials before that. There was there was definitely okay. HBO. Okay, so it's like the but OG people. Like yeah, this was like pre Chappelle show. Like this was like yeah. way before Chappelle show. Even that's what made him famous, right? It was like, very that... good. Yeah, as far as I watched it multiple times in high school. In yeah, school, and like the, that 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 skit also had like the or that that special also had the skit where he was like you know the. The cop pulled him over and he was like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah, I use that all the time. I don't <laughs> know if I've, uh, again, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah, again, that's another so hilarious bit that doesn't really make people who've gone through shitty things feel worse. Chip, no, Chip. <laughs> his friend, his, but I his white know friend's I name is Chip. That's yeah. <laughs> such a good friend name. Chip, no. <laughs> you know, it feels like to me, though, like it's the same. I feel bad about it, but it's like, okay, I hate new Eminem. Like I think that new Eminem music is so bad, but I also feel bad for not liking it because the reason I liked Eminem before was he was so angsty and he was so genuinely mad that the lyrics and every song, like you felt this emotion and I can't be like, Oh, Eminem, like, sorry, your life got better. Sorry, things are better now. And like, now that your music like isn't coming from that spot, like, that's great. Like his life got better and things got better. Well, that's so fine. Of course yeah, his... right. But it's it's your right not to like it too. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Just, just like Frank with Chappelle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so I think that fun. that's like the change of Chappelle is just like his life is so different now. But here's There's the thing. no I way read... that we can have Chip back. I read a take from a friend on Facebook where he was like, Dave Chappelle is the guy who left thirty million dollars on the table because he felt like white people or people in general were were laughing at his comedy for the wrong reasons. Like were they was... trying to take his money? Like they weren't, they wanted to like take his rights to his show too, right? Or something. Um, and then he yeah, left, I don't know the details, the but I know like they made, they made him a huge offer for more seasons of the Chappelle show. And then he was like, no, I'm done because he yeah, felt yeah, like people yeah. were laughing at his jokes for the wrong reasons. Like they weren't getting the message. Right. And so it's just, he, they, he pointed out that it's funny that he's kind of doing the exact opposite of that now. And he's like having people laugh at jokes for like kind of the wrong reasons, just because it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it reminds well, me of Louis CK's kind of whole thing where like he was, kind of a shitty dude and then he had this fall from grace and then like he came back and did like this cellar this like you know this small comedy club and ended up getting recorded but it was like just really edgy shitty jokes and i'm just like i don't know it feels like low bar like it feels really low bar like it, i i don't know yo but couldn't i then challenge you and be like yo so dave Chappelle leaves the country and he's like people aren't getting my jokes for the right reasons what if you're not getting his jokes right now what if none of us are getting his jokes what if there's more to it that we don't know then I, just feel, like, like then I just feel like you're stoned and you're not presenting valid arguments. You're just presenting stoned arguments. Yeah. Well, like, surely you know, know Andrew better than that. Yeah, yo, I mean, dude. I don't smoke, but I do love National Treasure and Nicolas Cage. Yo, dude, what if like none of us are Wait, getting what? his points at all? <laughs> That's why I don't smoke, because I already have too bad of stoner logic. Like you guys in the chat are like he's pointing out the hypocrisy of PC culture, but I just don't see like making fun Dude. of the victims of Michael Jackson. Like I don't see that as pointing out the hypocrisy of PC culture. I just feel you like that's kind happens? of like this is like low hanging fruit, and you're just like these guys went through went through hell. And did I tell you my story of watching the Michael Jackson documentary? Did you did you Dish watch Finding said, Neverland? Said, don't watch I did. It. Yeah, I sure did. It's real, um, it's real cringy. It's real hard to watch. It's fucked up, but here's here's me as a person represented perfectly. This whole crazy fucked up documentary, and the one mom or grandma comes on yeah. pretty early on, and she's like, yeah, we had never before been to Neverland Ranch, and I loved her Australian accent so right. much, 
that the whole time past her saying that, everything, like, I was, like, semi there. Like, I was, like, I was like, damn, that's some fucked up shit. Damn, that sounds sketchy. And then I, in my head, I was, like, went down to do the dishes after. And the only thing I took away from it was never, never land, never land ranch. And I couldn't get the A in ranch. I, I couldn't get the Australian this is, accent. This is fucking peak it. Andrew right here. Yeah, right? That's like everyone's like all this and that. And every time it gets brought up, all I say is never, never land ranch. And I have to like get into like, it. There's a specific Sounds part like in the Dave Chappelle comedy special where where he talks about how like, you know, he didn't he didn't do anything with Macaulay Culkin or like Corey, Corey, Corey Feldman. And, you know, A, that's obvious why he didn't, because those are famous, popular, very, very, very famous people with with power. Right. Like even Macaulay Culkin, when he was a kid, like this is a kid who had who had a voice, who had a platform. So if I was Michael Jackson, I wouldn't do anything with the powerful kids because they could say something and get me fucking in trouble. Right. So you're going to you're going to fucking like deal with the the kids who don't have a voice. Right. You're the, 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 the kids you can control or manipulate. Right. And and that's obvious to me why, like, OK, well, yeah, it makes sense that like Macaulay Culkin, nothing happened. But then like Dave Chappelle's like, you know, I would have fucked Macaulay Culkin first. And it's just like. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, man. Like it made me cringe. Like, it was really cringy. Like I don't know. It was just such a cringy thing to say. Like you're talking about like a ten year old kid. You know, like it's real cringy, dude. I ju- I just I feel like it comes back to Grand Theft Auto for me, where it's like I yeah, have to address it differently. But again, like that's I love debating these things. I'm not here to be right, and I'm here to learn, and I'm here to see other sides yeah, i love good. that we have these these interactions and yeah because i don't have the interaction especially without social media like i haven't intaken anything all i have is i saw rotten tomatoes and i was like wow there's a big disagreement with the audience and reviewers here this is my first time talking to somebody who sided with sound, it's cool to talk it out loud with yeah. like somebody who's it's not nice. a well, yeah. piece of shit and i saw like, that too oh, yeah here's like valid perspective and like i saw I that too because like the like the aziz ansari skit right? has like an 85 percent or something high and the Dave Chappelle is like a 30% or something low. And I'm just like, it makes sense to me because like Dave Chappelle audience, his fans are going to go over there and be like, yeah, this is awesome. It was so funny. But like reviewers are going to be a little less biased and a little more objective. Right. So they're going to go and be like, well, you know, it doesn't really hit the mark, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I, I love Rotten Tomatoes for that reason, because it's an aggregate of, of all reviews. That's not great. Just, not like one yeah. or two dudes. So like when it's, when the, when the reviewer score is low, it feels like it missed some, like it missed a critical mark. Like something critically wasn't done correctly. And yeah. that's kind of how it's I felt. It's only 16. What's that? Obviously, there's only six, like I'm looking at it and there's only 16 reviewers. So obviously variance is going to be insane. Oh. Opposed to there's 34,000 audience scores. That might be a, <laughs> that might be a comedy yeah. thing too. I don't know how many, how many things usually people get. Yeah. I don't know how many, how many reviews comedy specials usually get on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Frank, we have to wrap it. We're at an hour. All right. Let's do it. How See you later guys. Thanks today. for watching. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. If you're, it's as good as your guys' intro, I'm excited to see it. I'll Adam, be, I'm glad I'm you could be, be here, buddy. This Thank is you awesome. For having me. This is our first I like love... in-person interaction, actually. I like being inside the blue. Oh, we're in the blue box. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> that one. And I think pink looks good on you. Thank you. I appreciate that. There's Hunter right Welcome. there. Welcome. All right, guys. I'm ready. Audio- I'm an audience member. Adam, you want to close it out? Or not, Adam? Uh, Andrew, you want to close it out? As he takes off the headphones, he's like, Adam, you want to close it? Yeah, out? I was like, like that yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, absolutely. I'll close it out. I'm on. I'm on a roll today. Are you ready? Oh, also, someone Hajigalashi just said I picked up a woodwick candle from you guys discussing them previously. It's great. Katie and I went to Bed Bath and Beyond this past weekend and uh, picked up three of them. So Frank, 
I they are far more expensive than I expected them to be. Yeah, they're it's a it's a ten dollar plus candle. Yeah, the, the the small one we got was twenty, and the big ones were thirty. And I was like, this is a lot of candle money. Okay, you got taken for a bit of a ride. I get mine at Target. Their wax is better quality than yours. Their wax is better quality than yours. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, you fucking I, wax Frank, amateur. You know what this means, though. Tell me. Tell me what it means. We're one step closer to becoming influencers. Wow. Woodwick, we Woodwick speak, sponsorship incoming. We speak so passionately about the things that we love that people understand. And I would never lead anyone wrong. I, I so wholeheartedly am like, yo. Buy I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna candle. say. I'm not gonna tell you to buy something if I don't personally use it or endorse it. So. Heck nah. Hi but, puppy. Ooh, I have that. You can see my woodwick in the background right now. I got my fall woodwick ready to go. It's gonna go. Oh, is that, the, is that the three layer one? Yeah, it's. So I have his old one in my bathroom. Nice. We have a. I, I think it's. Dude, that crackle the, is so nice. So it's pumpkin something. I'm not sure what the uh, the descriptor is. And then, what do we got, Adam? Pumpkin nutmeg. Pumpkin nutmeg. Into into a vanilla dolce into a bonfire night. The only thing I don't like is that the bottom portion of those is so much larger than the other portions. True, but, but it's I mean, fine. Like, it's like we... a, it's a minimal concern. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Oh um, man, that crackle is unbelievable. Oof, we were watching a movie good. with the. Cr- we were eating dinner and watching a movie, and we had it going, and I was like, "This is so satisfying." It is so good. It's like having a whole fire in your house, but it's not big and without doesn't the, make ashes. And it's yeah, without nice. like the maintenance and the 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 problems of having a fire. Yeah, I hope that the Woodwick inventor is just fucking balling. I hope that they're that's a dude who I want to have an extra seventeen million. Yes, they are cheaper at Kohl's. They are cheaper at Kohl's, according to your chat. I'm going, dude. To Kohl's your chat, like honestly, between this and their response to some of the Dave stuff, has like taught me so much. <laughs> And so few characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I will honestly say, because this is, like, the especially Twitch. Like, I do not have any following on Twitch. Like, everybody hanging out is purely because of Frank's stream. They're so out nice. Of you have anybody good, you that have I have ever, friends. like, any chat, they are so, every so, person is so educated and so, like, cool. I stream five days a week, and I, I consistently say that one of my favorite things about my stream is the chat. Yeah. Like, I just have such, I have such a cool chat, and it's, like, consistently awesome and i i love you guys you guys are awesome josh mediocre it's, magic man Hodgkin, it's like sitting awesome. at the cool table at lunch it's like a proper community it feels like what a community should be it really does it's unbelievable like i, I see other people's chat and it's just like mono spam with just like insults and like nitpicking and i'm just like I'll, i i much i'll take my chat 10 10 times out of 10 all fucking day i'm honored all to be any part of it it's curated that's all you um, but yeah, so I should probably, I should do the outro, huh? Yeah. But before we get distracted again. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on episode five of friends this evening. We were warmly welcomed or we were warmly joined by Adam L. Micaias. We had a more woke discussion about life in general and still came back to the Woodwick Candles. We thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you come back and listen on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, and all other podcast platforms. Frank is at Frank Lepore on most social media and Frank Lepore on twitch.tv. Andrew is mostly Andrew underscore FTW. If you feel like learning about music and other people's come up stories, listen to his podcast, Where Are All My Friends? If you like Magic the Gathering and want to deep dive on all formats and insightful deck construction and playing, find Frank on Twitch most days. That does it for us. We'll be back next week with another podcast about nothing. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate you guys. That felt good, huh? That was impressive, to say the least.
I want to be the monster truck announcement guy. You got about I believe two it can be octaves yours. to deepen your voice first, I think. I'm going to work on that. Did you stop recording on Audacity yet? No, not yet. I was having fun, but me, I will. No, me neither. So let me know uh, when you do. No, I'm going to do it now. Okay.